tell you why you should. Simple, right? On today's show, we are going to be taking a look into a silent voice, the favorite anime of uh, my good friend Spencer, Hello. Uh, who actually is here with us today. Hello, Spencer. Spencer, this is your favorite, correct? I'm not just speaking out of my butthole here. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much my favorite. It's also known in some areas as the shape of voice, um, depending mm. on where you are. Some of the movies are just titled slightly differently from the translation um in case you know it as something else <laughs> yeah um it's actually kind of funny because um I, I i would probably say like your your favorite anime being this one and mine being erased they're not very like big mainstream obviously they're not like the big three but we have our like big three favorites but one of these days me and you we got to sit down and like just compare our top five lists of animes and stuff like that yeah that'd be cool i think i think they would be extremely different because you're a very big fan of like slice of life type stuff and i'm more yeah slice of, like, of life romance that shonen kind of, yeah i also I mean, hey, know, there's a lot we're of both fans of like, things we like, can't have it's okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wow, shots fired, okay. <laughs> yeah, shots fired. Sorry, love you, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Starts crying. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> hilarious. It's <laughs> so true, though. <laughs> oh, man. Um... But we're gonna we're gonna get into this. We're gonna we won't actually have a top five today. Uh, we're gonna probably be talking a long time about why you should versus why you shouldn't, and it's probably more gonna hop on the side of why you should. Um, I will before we start put a slight trigger warning. Uh, if you have a problem with suicide, uh, then probably don't listen to this episode because we will be talking about it a little bit. Um, so, but it talks about that, it in a it, good manner. Yeah, it's it's it talks not about like it, helping so. with it's, it and dealing with it. So, yeah. So, obviously, listen to at your own risk. But without further ado, I'm gonna throw it over to my good friend Spencer. He's gonna give us a brief synopsis of this movie, uh, which came out what back in 2015. I want to say. Uh, uh, sounds sounds right. Yeah, 2015. Yeah, or 16, excuse me, 2016. Release date was 2017 in the US. Mm. What it says in Release date in the US, yeah, yeah. But in, I'm but assuming. 20, yeah, in 2016 is the. Japan was 2016, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Huh. All right. Uh, but after you go ahead and get the story done, we'll hop into why you should. So go okay. ahead, buddy. So to start, I want to say that. You know, people have their preferences over subbed and dubbed. I would highly recommend watching this movie specifically in dubbed the first time you watch it. If you want to watch it subbed after, you know, multiple watches or something, go for it. But watching it dubbed for this movie is kind of really important because a lot of stuff that happens within this movie is going to be 
stuff that's like said but not actually said with words for first off and for second um like one of like the main characters she's deaf and she uses sign language and stuff to talk and a lot of the way she's talking is like not really audible but she's trying to talk and when you're watching it subbed it's hard to get that point across so watching it in dubbed is just you're going to be able to understand a lot of what's happening um between the characters a, like a little bit better um just from watching it dubbed because you can understand a lot of the things better when it's in english so i just want to start that off if you're going to go watch the movie um maybe before you listen or even after just watch it dubbed first time it'll be way better trust me mm, i i completely <laughs> agree with that yeah uh i prefer watching it in in dub like you said i think it's just way better yeah uh, in, in yep. the dub um and i think basically the entire argument is just shoko uh her her deaf voice comes off a lot better in, in the dub the english dub yes yeah yeah because you just you can't understand like some of the parts she's like saying and it's not audible but when you hear it in japanese you're like oh she's just speaking and it comes up on text on the screen and you're like oh she just said that normally and then when somebody makes fun of her for not being able to talk right you're like wait what's going on you know what i mean so yeah um just to throw that point out there um but now to get into the actual like what's the basics of this movie so it starts off with this kid whose name is shoya he's on a bridge it's it's he's on he's walking up to the bridge he walks up to the edge and stands on the edge and it's kind of like hinting at the fact that he's going to jump and commit suicide starting off the movie with that so it hits it hard right at the beginning <laughs> then yeah. then it gets like cuts straight into um like a whole flashback section of his past and what's actually been happening to him and like kind of the reasonings behind him wanting to um, like end his life um, so what happens back there is there's this deaf girl whose name is Shoko and she joins into his school and everybody's kind of making fun of her he's a big reason for why everybody's making fun of her and it just kind of goes into like that whole side of things of like everybody bullying this one girl and then the school catches on and there's this guy principal whoever he is from the school he comes in he's like we've heard that um shoko's been having some trouble with bullies in the school and all of the blame gets put on to shoya the main character all of his friends throw him under the bus after this happens everybody just turns on him and starts bullying him now so he loses all of his friends everything's going horribly for him and from that he kind of just shuts down and stops being friends with everybody right um so after that whole thing happens it goes back into the present um so we kind of now have an understanding of like what his life has been like up to this point um and in the present um it kind of walks through um his current problems and also him meeting back up with shoko who ended up leaving his school back then um he meets back up with her and he's trying to it's it's not as much as him trying to make things right but he's just trying to make her life better 
and, you know, become friends with her. Um, and as this is happening, he's slowly, like, opening up himself to other people. He finds, like, his best friend, um, and a bunch of other characters start coming in from their past when he's trying to reconnect her with some of her friends from back then. Um, so all the friends are kind of, you know, mingling, mixing together. Things aren't working out great, you know, there's still some tension there. Um, and he ends up kind of having a bit of, like, a breakdown at one point. And, like, just basically tells off all of his friends from back then that, and even, like, the current ones now, and he just kind of, like, goes off on them and, like, shuts everybody out again, almost. And um, in order for him to make Shoko feel better and, like, help her in her life, he just puts on this kind of facade of being super happy all the time. Um... And he's just going through, there's like a whole like section there of him just like going through and being like super upbeat and happy, you know, like trying to make everything okay. Um, and then from there it goes into a scene of um, Shoko. They were at a fireworks festival and Shoko goes home. Shoya kind of goes back to the house, uh, her house to get a camera for her little sister. And, or it's a camera battery, I think. And he walks in, and she's standing on the ledge about to jump off. So there's a very intense scene there where he's running over to the window, like jumps over the edge and catches her arm. Um, he tries to pull her back up, and he ends up flipping over the edge and falling off of it into the water. So super intense stuff all over the place. After that, he ends up going to the hospital, and he's um, unconscious for... A period of time and everybody's kind of you know Shoko's trying to make up with all of the friends that were there trying to you know realize that what she was doing was really stupid and feels horribly about it there's like all the connections there sort of being you know revitalized and like her trying to fix things that way um, and then Shoya finally wakes up and there's this very awesome scene on the bridge that they usually meet at of him and um, Shoko talking and he basically just asks her to show him how to live so after this whole thing happens there's a scene at their school festival that's going on and he shows up there he tells Shoko that he can't really look people in the eyes so he's got his head down he feels really embarrassed to be kind of around the friends that the last time they talked he kind of just told them off and was super mean to them all so He's going through that. Everybody kind of helps him through that. Um, and then the movie sort of ends off in him walking through the festival, lifting his head up, and finally being able to like look people in the eyes, which he wasn't able to do before. And he starts doing that, and he just starts sobbing in the middle of you know the street because he realized that all of the thoughts that he had of everybody hating him in his head and all this other stuff, he's finally starting to be able to you know, get past all of the trauma and stuff from his childhood. And that's... That's a basic summary of like what happens. There's a lot more of stuff in there, but that's just a you know basic premise of of the movie. Yeah, and I think that's that's good because I I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of give away a, a lot, but I very highly recommend this movie uh, to anybody. Um, Spencer showed it to me what about a year or so ago. Uh, I was less. Sat- it was less than that. 
Was it less than that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was, what, like, last November? Yeah, it's only been, like, a couple months, really, if you think about it. <laughs> it was sometime in 2022. I feel like yeah. it was a lot. I feel like it was a while ago. But we sat together in my room, on my bed, watched it, and cried. <laughs> Um, it's a very emotional movie. <laughs> it's a super emotional movie. Uh, and not a lot of anime can make me cry. And I'm I'm kind of a crybaby when it comes to like soft stuff like that. And, and, and very emotional stuff yeah. like that. So I do want to um, say that the, the way the movie makes you feel at the end is like you're crying. But like at the end of it all, you feel really like you feel good almost like it's a super sad movie and it talks about like a lot of heavy topics um but at the end of it all you know it's just it's a good feeling that you have at the movie it's not like you know everybody's dead and they're trying to you know do this thing and you know it's it's a it's a feel good at the end you're still like you you feel emotionally you feel emotionally exhausted and like it it hit hard but like it's Everybody's alive. Satisfactory. So it's, okay. it's satisfactory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I. There's. There's not a lot of anime that make me want more. Like after it's done, but this is one of those where I'm like, I need, I need more. Like. Yeah. And and that's yeah. like the o- that's probably the only reason for me where it's a why you shouldn't where it's. I, after it was done, I just wanted more. I was like, I want more of the story. I want to, I want to hear about what happens afterwards. But like, the cool thing about it is you don't need to because the story's done. The story is finished and it is told perfectly and wonderfully. Um, another reason for for why you should watch this is is just the cinematography. Um, I. I have the uh, cinematographer uh, pulled up here, Kazuya Tako. Uh, amazing job. Just some of the shots in this movie are just absolutely stunning. The pastelli type colors that the, that are used. Um, the one that always comes to my mind is, um, or actually, there are two that come to mind. Uh, him riding the bike, his bike to school, and just like he's at the bottom, but the main focus is at the top of the screen. And the other one is the, uh, the other one is the, uh, koi pond, the koi pond that he falls into. Yeah. I think that both of those are just beautiful, beautiful pieces of artwork. Yeah. So, uh, like I was sort of saying in the thing before is there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's said without being said. And that's what makes, you know, the animation and the cinematography, like all of that kind of stuff just so much more important and impressive in this movie because there's just scenes where the characters aren't specifically saying words but it's still conveying such like powerful emotions within those scenes um and even still like some of the parts where like they're on the train and you know they're not talking but she like sends him the little like text email thing after he was trying to get hers you know what i mean like that was just like a super sweet little moment in there and it's not actual like words that are being said you know yeah and Um, i just love when that happens within movies just in general you know what i mean yeah and kind of going off of that too uh shoya as a protagonist uh he goes he he has such a great just like 
story arc, I think, in the entire thing. Um, yeah. He goes from, obviously, like, the beginning, there's this, like, big thing that throws you off. It's the, he's on the bridge, he's about to kill himself, then he looks down and he sees these people, like, having fun and enjoying life. And I think, at least to me, I interpreted that as he looks down and he sees that and he goes, wow, life might actually be worth living if that is how it should look. Which makes him think about his younger self and that. He turns into a jerk for a little bit um, for for his childhood. Uh, and then after that, it is just straight up um, uh, like he gets better. Like you, yeah. you can see the progressive like he's trying to be better. And I like how the story like it has him falter. Like it doesn't have him just be like, OK, he's the good guy now. He has these moments where he falters, like where he just straight up roasts everybody on the bridge uh and or moments where he's like just pretending to be happy and it's like that fake it until you make it type feeling so Uh, like but he has this amazing art it's funny because that bridge scene where he's telling everybody off it's like you know he's it's not the best thing for him to be doing but it's like one of my favorite things because throughout the whole movie I just want to tell that one girl off that's always just being like, how dare you tell everybody that I did that stuff, even though she was bullying people? Yeah. <laughs> uh, who was that, Miki? Uh, Miki, uh, yeah. I, I did not like her. Uh, She's probably I my just, least favorite character. I wanted to slap that bitch everything. in the face so many times, and when he tells her off, it's like, I was just like, this is the most satisfying part of this movie. <laughs> oh, I love um, I want, I want to give just a... a just because we're talking about characters, I want to give just a, like, my top, like, couple characters, like, characters that I like, n- in no particular order. Like, Shoko and Shoya, obviously both great protagonists. I love Yuzuru, uh, who is Shoko's little sister. Like, she's just super funny to me, and she plays really well off of uh, Nagatsuka, who yeah. is uh, Shoya's best friend. Um, but I think my favorite character for absolutely no reason is Maria. She she has like four lines in the entire thing, and three of them are Shosha. Yeah, Shosha. Yeah. And I just I I love her so much. She's like one of my new favorite. Yeah, I love when he comes back characters. from like the hospital, and she's like, "You came back from the dead. You're not dead. You're not dead." <laughs> or no, it's uh, Shosha. You died. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Oh, she she's such a great character. Yeah. I but but Miki and Naoka, I don't like them. And to a lesser extent Toshi, I don't like there's no reason for me not to like him. But I don't like him. Uh, uh she uh, he's uh Miki's boyfriend. I just there's like no reason for me not to like him. I just don't like him. So, just Naoka, like, I I don't mind Naoka as a character. Like, she's totally, like, a bitch and everything, but I think there's a lot of, like, deeper stuff behind her character that, like, you have to kind of look for and, like, look into more when watching the movie. Um, but, like, Miki's just, like, such a bitch and, like, acts like she's perfect. And it just pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think we both know a couple of those. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, some other reasons why you should watch this movie. Uh, there are some really, really funny parts in this movie. Um, I think most of them come with Nagatsuka. Um, obviously the one that always comes to my mind is the, uh, Nagatsuka, that's a, 
last, not a lad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's uh, Shoko's little sister. Yeah. Uh, that one's really funny. Um, but the the comedy breaks it up enough. Um, there are other moments like I think uh, I think it's Shoya who like slips and falls down like a slippery slope, and and Shoko like runs up to help him. Yeah. While they're on yep. a they're on like a date, not date. Yeah. Type of thing. Um, yeah, there's just also, a lot of little things thrown out, thrown, thrown throughout there that are just yeah. like make you laugh. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why I find it funny, but when uh, Shoko gives uh, Shoya those little like plant things, and he's like trying to figure them out. Oh yeah, I yeah. find it really funny. It's just like he's like, "What are these?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh but it's like it breaks up the the seriousness of the movie which is a good thing in my opinion yeah uh because if if it didn't have that i don't think i don't think it would have come across as as realistic definitely think that the realism is um a big factor like when i watched this with my cousin at the end of it which is something this movie does which he brought up and i'm like wow that's actually like a good point to like touch on is that after this movie's done you like you take their situation and even if it's not really like super applicable to how your life went or like if you didn't deal with bullying or anything else or like it was just like emotional stuff that you went through as a kid it like pulls out those feelings whether it's applicable to the story or not you know what i mean like it makes you feel the feelings you had as a kid almost you know what i mean which you know it's it's cool how it does that without having you know you're not really perfectly relating to every you know way that the story applies to you but the way they do it just makes you relate to it in a personal way almost yeah exactly um like uh, shout out Ben, by the way. Uh, yeah. Love you yep. and miss you. Um, <laughs> That's my but, cousin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but th- this this movie does an excellent job at awakening feelings within you. Uh, there were several points where I was on the verge of tears and another couple points where I was legit all out bawling my eyes out. And I think the big one is the fireworks scene where, uh, sh- uh, where Shoko is trying to kill herself. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's such uh, an intense scene, and I love it. And you don't see it coming. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like, you're like, oh, man, everything's looking up. And then you see him, yeah. like, and he, like, walks in, and, you like, you get this really tense music. And you're like, what's happening? Like, did somebody break in? Like, but it's, like, not that. It's it's something much deeper, and it's something much more mental than 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 anything and the thing and, i love is that you don't see it coming but the hints that it's happening are still there like once it's yeah. happening your mind goes back and you're like holy crap i didn't realize that this was happening but it was yeah. through this whole thing you know what i mean yeah like the and way I wanna br- yeah the way he's like talking to her about like birthdays and stuff like that and she kind of is like saying stuff but not really and it's like she's kind of replying weird you're like oh it's just a little awkward conversation but once you like realize that she's going to go kill herself, she didn't say anything because, you know, she's not going to be around for next birthday because she's playing and dying. Yeah. And you're like, oh my um, gosh. <laughs> no. 
Um, I, yeah, exactly. And um, I want to I want to briefly talk about uh, uh, Yuzuru because for me, I th- I genuinely think Yuzuru is probably after after Shoko and Shoya. I think she's my third favorite character. She has like because she feels very real. Because I mean, like as a sibling, like you're very yeah. close with your siblings. So you're probably gonna hear these emotions from them. You're probably get like Yuzuru is probably gonna hear from Shoko. Like, yeah, I want I want to kill myself. And Yuzuru, she has this moment where she's like, I was taking pictures of dead things so that she would see the death and not want to do it. Anymore. Yeah. And that was probably one of the moments where I was like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's just like this movie just feels so real and I, I don't know another way to put it like yeah it feels like this was happening in somebody's life and they just wrote it down put a cool a couple cool visuals in there yeah. and we're like yep this is a movie now have fun crying world yeah and it's great uh, because the part with like the whole death thing where she was taking pictures of death it was interesting with that because throughout the whole movie um She's just taking pictures, you know, and you're just like, oh, she likes photography kind of thing. But like, there's so much more of a deeper meaning behind it. Like when she just stops on the side of the road and like takes a picture of the frog and then he comes over, you know, like there's that whole scene, which has a whole other purpose to it. Yeah. But it's still, there's the photography of the dead things in there. So it just builds up onto that, you know, the meaning behind that and everything else. And it's also interesting because, you know, characters will do things and you'll just you know there's like deeper meaning behind a lot of the stuff that's actually happening and it's not necessarily said right away what they're actually thinking or feeling and it's not like you can fully understand that right off the bat you know what i mean like yeah like naoka you said you didn't like her much and she comes off as like a total bitch and all this stuff but like there's a lot of like i think if you actually look at her character there's a lot of like deeper stuff going on there um, and like emotional problems that like we don't really see on the surface and you have to kind of like dig more into the character to like really see why they're acting the way they are you know what I mean yeah um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about and and it's more I, I don't dislike Naoka because of the deeper stuff and I, I get her character it's more of a she's painted just as a as a bitch the entire time yes yeah so like i'm like yeah i don't like her just because she's a jerk to the the main characters obviously she has her own stuff going on with like she lost all a lot of her friends because shoko and, and shoya and like her entire life kind of turned upside down because of that and yeah. losing all of her friends so i can totally get that but i, I just still don't like her uh and to a lesser like to a to a lesser extent, Miki, I guess, like she also gets that where all of her friends kind of left, and, and but she kind of was still popular, and she she was, was fine. Was it's not like yeah, all of her friends fine. left, she just like kept going on life like a normal person. Yeah, I didn't bully her. Why would you? Yeah, say you just sat things? around and laughed at her the whole time and didn't do yeah. anything to stop anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> This, this movie does so many things right that it's it's 
the only thing wrong with it was I wanted more and it didn't give me more. Yeah. But I think that's a good thing in the end. Yeah. I think that if I was given more, I don't think I would have appreciated it as much. Yeah. Um, a lot like Erased, which uh, I'll have a review for that coming up soon. But uh, with, with Erased, like, it tells its story and it's done. It has, like, a live-action adaptation, which is not that amazing, but um, what live-action anime adaptations are good at this point. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's kind of all I had. Uh, there, there's some amazing symbolism in here that, that probably even went over most scholars' heads. Yeah, um, yeah. There's probably something with the koi fish pond, and there's some symbolism with the bridge or something like that. But uh, I yeah. don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. So, uh, so next, but, I will say, I 100%. I haven't finished it yet, but I 100% recommend reading the manga. Yes, I've, I've, we've both started reading it. Uh, I'm halfway through the first book and spencer what where, where are you um i'm partly through the second one mm. so great great story yes so you know within the movie like we were saying how it's a lot of like symbolism not a lot is said and it's showed in like you know emotion through like visuals and stuff you can't do that as much through a manga and the manga sort of compensates with that by going into a lot more details of like actual situations that have happened like for instance for the flashback when it's going back to his you know childhood and school and stuff there's a lot of stuff in the movie that kind of is you know shown quickly like there's a scene where you know there's this video game character that comes up when he first sees Shoko and it kind of comes up and then a big main boss comes in and he starts like you know the character in the like the little 2d video game thing um you know he starts fighting it in there and you know when watching the movie it's hard to like really understand like the meaning behind that but when you read the manga it's because um shoya through his childhood he was just trying to like not be bored and he saw shoko as an opportunity to you know kind of have like an imaginary you know boss battle with you know you know little kids do whatever is in their head kind of a thing but like yeah. through reading that you kind of get a better understanding of what's happening there but not only just with that but just with seeing other characters sort of you know drawn out a lot more through that um and i'm sure there's going to be a lot more to like come um like i think nauka in the manga you're going to be able to see a lot more of her character and kind of like her emotions behind a lot of it which I'm yeah. really interested to see because, um, like I said, like in the in the movie, it's it's hard to really see a lot of what she's thinking and doing and whatever. But I'm I think in the manga it's gonna flush that out more. But it's just really interesting to see, um, and it's super fun to read it because you sort of relate it back to the movie. Um, but I also would say read the manga after the movie because watching the movie the first time itself is just way more impactful. Yeah, because um, the manga is really it, it, interesting, good really to is. see like after the movie. But I think after the movie, don't don't watch it, don't read it before. Yeah. Um, I want, Spencer, before we end, I kind of want you to, <clears throat> or actually, you have it up, so uh, you probably saw it uh, if you have the the characters list up still. Uh, 
the the ratings for this are, are really good. IMDb gave it 8.1, Rotten Tomatoes a 95%, and Metacritic gave it a 78. Like, all really, really good scores. So, if you don't believe us, just believe all the critics. Like, it's a great movie. Yeah, and 96% like this movie on, on Google users. <laughs> yeah, mine says. all the Google users. Yeah. 96% of people like it. Uh, and <laughs> I think it's kind of funny because if you go on here and you dislike a movie on Google... You're a weirdo. I'm going to say it out loud. You're a weirdo. Um, but uh, we're going to go ahead. I th- Unless you have something else, Spencer, that uh, you want to you wanna get off your chest. No, just go watch this movie right now. Yeah. Stop everything Seriously. you're doing. Well, finish the podcast first and then go watch the movie. No, nah, don't even just stop it now. No, please. Anything, I need it. Anything I, Spencer, after this stop. point is, is worthless. Just end it now. No, no, don't say <laughs> you don't that. don't need to listen All to anything members- else. Just All go the watch the movie. members of RLM are going to come after you, dude. Go watch the movie. Uh, it's way better than this will ever be. All right, I'm muted. I, I'm cutting all of you <laughs> out right now so they can only hear what I say. <laughs> um, no, but on uh, Raven Lunatic Media, we have some other amazing shows that you should go watch, uh, like Sci-Fi Malady. New episodes of that are coming out this month for X-Files. Uh, love that show. And who knows? Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll somehow sneak onto one of those one of these days. Uh, actually, I think by now they're in April, which will be Anime April. Oh my goodness. And they'll be doing stuff with me by then, I hope. Uh, next up, we have uh, Zodiac Task Force. Go take a listen to that. Newest episode probably dropped a couple days ago at this point, I would say. And go also take a listen to the Casatorium backlogs. And also, special shout out, go take, in t- uh, go take a listen to A Walk with Ghosts on YouTube, uh, created by Bone Productions or Bone 13 Productions, pardon. Go take a listen to all that stuff, and we'll see you next time on Why You Should. See you guys. Bye.